Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackman, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. We're diving into Brian Flores, instantly becoming the hottest name on the coaching market overnight. A backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers that I think I'm ready to start pounding the table for. Not sure everybody agrees with me. And then it's Super Bowl week. So we got a little, uh, who do the Steelers want back this offseason that is currently playing or set to play this Sunday? But first, it was a gorgeous day outside yesterday. It was like the weather from Mobile. It was actually nicer here yesterday. Oh, yeah. it was the last two days of mobile. It was kind of mm-hmm. wild, uh, cold this morning because it's it's Pittsburgh and it's a little drunk outside from time to time. But how are we feeling, my friend? Feeling good. I've defrosted from when we when we got back from mobile. That was that was the most was brutal, brutal, I think, day of weather we've had all year, like 16 degrees. We went from 50s in mobile to 60s in or six, you know, the teens here in Pittsburgh and I. I did not bring a winter coat with me, so I'm walking from the airport to our car, and I'm just freezing my ass off. Um, yeah, but- it was. Uh, I felt bad for you. The, when I realized, uh, when I realized, I didn't say anything out loud, but in my head, when we were walking like through the Pittsburgh airport, and I was like, "This kid still only got a sweater on. What <laughs> like is he going to put a jet? Is he just going to push it out?" I didn't realize you didn't have one. No. Dangerous game to be playing. Definitely a dangerous no. game to be playing. It was freezing, but. It's good to be back. The weather followed us a little bit. Mobile was a great time. No complaints down there. So mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I uh, went for a run yesterday and I know I talk about the runs all the time, but I went for a run yesterday yeah. and it was it was rough. Like I could feel the 10 pounds of barbecue food food <laughs> just sitting in my stomach. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is not a this is going to take a couple of salads. So yeah, ate some all eggplant f- farm last night, you know, yeah. basically a salad. Yeah, all that fried food and barbecue is still, I think, still need to work that out of my system a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I was, I'm very nervous to step on a scale, but it's okay. It's, it's, it's what it's for. We'll be in Indy mm-hmm. doing the same thing in like three weeks, so it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Let's talk Brian Flores. He currently, this is, this is what his week looks like. He will head to Arizona to go through a second round of interviews with the Cardinals for their head coaching job. He's part of three final candidates. Uh, the other one is Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anam Anam Maruna Marumo. I can never pronounce that guy's last name. And then Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. Both of them hot topics. Flores kind of jumped in here as a late second round interview edition, but him and the Cardinals GM go back. They have some uh, crosses in New England. Then he'll head to Denver for an interview for their defensive coordinator position. They just released their defensive coordinator who signed. In Carolina, was it, that guy, Avero, was expected to be the hot topic or the hot name for the Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator position. He goes to Carolina. Now Minnesota's looking at Brian Flores as their top option. Instantly, it feels like Flores went from maybe there's hope he returns to Pittsburgh to not a chance he's going somewhere else. Let's start here. Is Arizona instantly the best offer? If you have an opportunity to go play for under Sean Payton, who is a, a Super Bowl winning coach, and Denver has one of the best young defenses in football. I think Minnesota is an eh job. Is Arizona still the top option if you're Brian Flores? Yeah. It, I, you know, I think 
I, I I'm a little bit more partial, I think, to Denver, quite honestly. I think there's a ton of talent yeah. on that, on that, on the defense there. Um, a lot more than I realized. Um, you know, just kind of off the top of my head. Um, Arizona's not bad. Um, but I think you can get set up much better in in Denver. Um either way, Brian Flo- like it, it, to me it feels like Brian Flores kind of has his pick of these three jobs. Um yeah. He he was always gonna be kind of I, I always kind of had the sense that he was gonna be a rental in Pittsburgh. You know, he was gonna be a one year one year deal. You get as much out of him as you can and and you move on. Um if I'm him, I'm I'd probably go for Denver, right? Like that seems yeah, I feel like Denver is the top choice. I mean, Arizona, it's hard to pass up a coaching job, but do you want a coaching job that maybe you're not going to be super successful in or at least like a team that needs to be rebuilt? But at the same time, I mean, two years ago, Arizona was a playoff team and yeah. Kyler Murray looked really good. Now he's dealing with an ACL injury. So like you have to wonder how much of their lack of success was the fact that Murray got hurt and the fact that Cliff Kingsbury kind of fell off as a head coach. Can Flores do something there? I think a head coach job is always the most appealing, but I think you're right. Like if you're if you've Sean Payton, people highly anticipate Russell Wilson returning to Russell Wilson form. I don't know if I fall for that yet, but a lot of people do. You have a great defense, like possibly the best young defense in football in names like Nick Benito and Patrick Sertain, who might be the best cornerback in football right now. On top of uh Who's their Who's their safety? Simmons, Justin Simmons. Yep. Justin you know, Simmons. you got great guys on that defense. You could go turn that thing around, or not turn it around, but really point it in the right direction and kind of get things rocking, and then see what happens next year. I think the the bigger question is: Are you going to get an opportunity in twenty twenty four that might be better than Arizona? Like, are you going to end up with a team where you're like, oh, well, the quarterback's better than Kyler Murray, or at least we have an opportunity to draft somebody better than Kyler Murray? There's not as many projects because I don't know what the projects are in Arizona, but you know, is that like a top tier? Like maybe there's nothing better as a head coach that you could possibly land. Cause I mean, you got to look at the guys like Frank Reich went to Carolina and as much success as Carolina had this season, I'm taking Arizona over Carolina nine times out of 10. Yeah. I don't know. I, so, I mean, they also want to trade Deandre Hopkins also wants to be traded. Like that's a, you're losing a big piece of your talent there. I, 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 Think if I'm Brian Flores, I wait it out. You know, I take a job, I take a DC job somewhere else, and I wait and see what comes up next. Um, like the odds that Carolina hires, or sorry, Arizona hires someone spectacular who they are sold on immediately and will survive, you know, more than a couple of years there. I, I don't think that's particularly high. Um, I yeah. think if they think, I, I don't think there are a ton of names out there that are slam dunk hires that they will commit to for the long term. I think Brian Flores will have more opportunities next year. Um, yeah, yeah. If I'm him, I'm, I'm I waited out a little bit because Carol because Arizona's just not not a slam dunk. It's not where I think he'd want to be for for years. It's not really where he'd want to put his roots down. If you know, I had to guess. Um, it just doesn't seem like the best situation. Um, yeah. And I think he can find a more favorable one where at least he would get a little bit more time. Like I think. Arizona's in a weird place where they're young and they are still building in a lot of ways, but there's enough talent where I think expectations would be a little higher than they probably should be if Brian Flores arrived there. Yeah. And on top of that, they, they now have a quarterback on his second deal. You know what I mean? So right. like your, your window of this is the best time to win a Super Bowl has closed. You are now <laughs> operating with 
Kyler Murray, and, and it's good to have a great quarterback. It's not bad to have a great quarterback. It's not ideal to have a great quarterback under or a good quarterback under a huge contract who hasn't proven that he could win a Super Bowl. So at this point, you're like, I hope that he could do this. If not, you're going to find yourself in a Derek Carr situation or any of those guys. And on top of that, you know, like you're going to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. How are you going to replace him? And how much money are you going to have to replace these guys? Because again, you have a huge quarterback competition or contract. I, I agree. I think you could find sometimes with those guys to go somewhere like maybe not a Carolina. I think Carolina is a bad situation, but you could find a team, you know, maybe like Houston, who's just like on the ground on the ground has literally nothing. And they're just looking for somebody to come in here and build it from the ground up. Not a, not a loner, not a get us where we need to be. I'm talking a, you know, you're our coach for the next 10 years, build this thing, get it right. And see if we can win some Super Bowls. Uh, again, I don't think Houston's ideal, but I, I agree with you. I think that if you wait a year, those opportunities might be there. I mean, and it might be there in a couple of like really good teams. I mean, I think the Saints were sold on their guy this year, but maybe they aren't next year. And you could say whatever about the Saints being in cap hell, but they always figure it out and they don't have a quarterback. So you want to go right. get a quarterback. That team's already pretty built around you. I, I do. I agree. I think there's other options if you wait a year. And I don't think you're going to get a better opportunity than Denver especially with Sean Payton, like especially with Sean Payton. You you guys could go, if the Denver Broncos went and won a Super Bowl this year, I'd be like, well, that was wild, but unexpected, eh, maybe. I don't know. Well, and Brian um, Flores is pretty young too. Like, don't, yeah. he doesn't need to rush. He doesn't need to rush. So Exactly. He's a proven winning head coach. He's got plenty of time left in the NFL. Go get the right opportunity. Just don't, you know, not the only opportunity. And I, th- I think he's done well in kind of holding off in those situations. And you know, maybe it's best if he does. For the Steelers, it poses a question. We just spent the week in Mobile, Alabama, watching the Senior Bowl. Biggest name down there outside of Mike Tomlin was Brian Flores, rocking a Steelers sweatshirt all week, uh, you know, eyeing up the defense while Mike Tomlin was watching the offensive line. But it's a, it's a big question now. If Brian Flores, which when we were at the Senior Bowl, we were thinking maybe Brian Flores is going to end up staying in Pittsburgh. Like he's not really the biggest name on the market right now. Jobs are getting filled. He's not the favorite anywhere. Maybe he's going to end up in Pittsburgh. Maybe this year isn't the year he gets hired somewhere. Now we're looking at it going, Brian Flores is most likely going to go to wherever he wants to go out of those three teams. Did the Steelers just pretty much waste a week scouting a defense with Brian Flores for him to leave, take that scouting with him and the Steelers to be left with nobody who watched the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Grady Brown did obviously, but he did for one team, the national team, the American team, Brian Flores spent a lot of that time watching the defense. Why Mike Tomlin spent a lot of the time watching the offensive line. I mean, it wasn't a waste of money and time to send him down there with them. No, I, I don't think so. Um, I think Brian Flores still has an eye for talent. I think it would reflect poorly on Brian Flores if he just didn't, if he wasn't helpful during that time, if he didn't, you know, give some insight while he was there and let Mike Tomlin know, I like these guys. They did this and this and this well. And yeah, I think we, you, you guys should take a look at them. Um, the other thing is the senior bowl isn't the only opportunity you have to scout these players. There's a wealth of film on them from their college careers. They're going to go to the combine. A lot of them will. Um, so, no, I don't think it was a complete waste. Um, 
I think Brian Flores can still be a valuable member. I think he's a professional, you know, while he's working somewhere, yeah. he's going to give that job is all, you know, the other thing is nothing is guaranteed. You know, uh, we are assuming that he's going to get one of these jobs, but there is still the chance that, that some other candidate emerges ahead of him and he ends up not taking any of these jobs. Um, that's still a possibility. And if I was him, I wouldn't, you can't really bank on going somewhere. And, and if you, screw over one of your former employer that's really not going to reflect well on you um yeah. especially, especially if, if it's are. mike tomlin and the way that right. that unfolded like they like he you know they basically did him a favor and, and yeah. don't get me wrong like it was a huge favor for the steelers too but mike tomlin yeah. get, did him a favor right there's a reason that brian flores went from head coach to senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Um, yeah. And why, why he didn't even get a defensive coordinator job immediately coming out of Miami. You know, he needed a bit of a boost. And um, the Steelers, get, I think there's some goodwill on both sides that I don't think Brian Flores would want to betray by, you know, not giving his work in, in, in Mobile his all. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's tough because, you know, he's not going to be there. You know, like, he, chances are he's not going to be there by the combine. We're, we're looking at the next three weeks. I have a, I have a feeling that he's somewhere else in the next three weeks. Do you just, uh, yeah, he gave some stuff to Mike Tomlin and they probably have a list of guys, but when that war room starts breaking down and these guys are in there and they're all talking to go off of a list is totally different than to be like, no, I, I know what this guy does. Well, like I watched him do it here and i get it the senior bowl is a very minute piece of this so i think that doesn't like kill them but you know for some odd reason and i know i just said that chances are he's gone but if he isn't i don't think you could take him to the combine i don't think you could look at brian flores and say and i'm sure he's going to be at the combine especially if he's going to be working for another team like he's going to want to go to the combine but i don't think you're gonna you know sit there and feel really confident that you're getting inside knowledge of these guys with Brian Flores at the combine or, or moving forward, which is tough because if you're the Steelers and you're looking at it, like, well, nothing's set in stone. If Brian Flores did come back, he's easily the guy that you want scouting a defense. Like he's, he's the guy that you want to send everywhere to get eyes on these people. But if he doesn't come back, you're like, all right, well, you know, we just lost a scout when maybe we should have brought TA down down here with us or wherever. And again, the senior bowl is not huge, but I don't know. I, I, I think that I have mixed feelings on whether or not I'm sending Brian Flores all over the place to do the scouting because yeah, a list is good. Reports are cool. I don't I, like, I don't think the Steelers chose Kenny Pickett because of, you know, a list or accolades or whatever, you know, they chose him because Mike Tomlin and Pat Narduzzi and whoever sat down and had really long conversations and convinced him. Okay. Yeah. Kenny Pickett is that dude. And Najee Harris was that dude. And Chase Claypool was that dude. So I, it's just, you know, what can you get off of a piece of paper? You know what I'm saying? And, and in those big moments, I think Flo, Flores being there to talk would help. Yeah, I understand having reservations about that, but I also don't think they picked any of those guys that you named off of the Senior Bowl or the Combine. You know, off of individual. Well, they picked they picked uh, Claypool off of the combi- off of the Senior Bowl. They're very open about that. Actually, they picked him off of special teams in the Senior Bowl, which, you know, not to their credit, maybe they yeah, shouldn't that, have done. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, maybe that's a lesson that they learned. But 
they also knew Kenny from his time in, in Pittsburgh. You know, he's right next yeah. door. They like they had film on these guys that I think reinforced what they knew or what they saw at the senior bowl of the combine. Um, I'm, I'm with you a little bit on the, on the combine, you know, that time will change. Like, you know, we still have three weeks to go. Things can be very mm-hmm. different in three weeks. Um, that's, I, I do have some reservations about that, but I don't know. There's part of me that just trusts Brian Flores's credentials as a professional and, the idea that he would withhold anything or not be as valuable. No, and I don't and think that. he's going to hold anything back. I don't think he's going to be like, oh, this is my information. I'm not giving it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just think that how much can you pass on in those moments? You know what I mean? Like how, how much are you sitting down, really breaking down every single one of these guys and it, this early in the process instead of, you know, April comes and you guys are putting your final draft board together that's when guys are going to be like, okay, because the, the the way the Steelers work is they don't they don't mock themselves, they mock the first round, and they then they mock the second round, like one through thirty two. So when they're going off guys, you know what I mean? Like people are going to be there, like, oh, look at this guy, look at this guy. They might run into instances where it's like, well, Flo told us about this guy, but you know, he he gave us like a really rough or a really basic evaluation early in the process. You know, he it was his guy to scout. You just you run into this stuff the deeper you get into the draft of like how much do they know and how much are is being talked about this early. You know what I mean? Like you're not coming up with draft boards in February. You're just not. You're going to do that in in April and you're going to do that in late March after you've seen everything that you want to see. So you're going to be missing pieces that that, I think that's the big thing is they're probably going to be missing pieces. Is it a huge deal? Probably not. But it's it's certainly a question to ask because especially thinking for us thinking down there like, dude, Flores is here, man. Like people were tweeting at me is Flores in a Steelers shirt. Yeah, he is. And like, I think a lot of people took that as Pittsburgh's keeping Brian Flores. I think that at the time they might have thought, yeah, we are. No, I don't I don't think they think that anymore. All right. Next thing I want to talk about is a backup quarterback option for the Steelers. Currently, Mitch Trubisky's their backup. Art Rooney the second made it clear. Oh, he's he's staying blah, 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 whatever. We trust Mitch Trubisky. There's no reason to trust Mitch Trubisky, especially for $10 million a year. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. I have a name. Okay. And I think I'm ready to start pounding the table for this name. I really am. And I don't think anybody agrees with me. Maybe some agree with me, but I am so sold on the fact that the Steelers should go get a rookie and it should be this guy and they should feel very confident about it. It's Hendon Hooker. It's out of Tennessee. The guy is coming off an ACL injury. Probably won't do much, if anything, throughout this process. I I don't know if he'll even be able to practice in the summer. I don't know if he's the Steelers' only option that they can have going into the season. What I I would say is, if somebody asked me, hey, you using a fourth-round draft pick on a quarterback and Hendon Hooker was on the board, I'm saying yes, and I'm feeling really good about it because I just think that a backup quarterback in this day and age is valuable, saves you some money, and there's there's huge upside in this guy that people are totally ignoring that you don't get in a guy like Mitch Trubisky. But I know that you disagree with me. Yeah, I don't. I like Hendon Hooker as a player. He was so fun to watch this year. Um, he was. He has big arm. Can run. He's he's fast. I I like all that. Um, don't know how much I love using a fourth round pick on him. That feels like a reach to me. I don't think a reach in general or just for the Steelers. Um, probably just for the Steelers. 
Okay. I don't know. I like. I don't think anyone else is going to pick him in the fourth round. Do you think? No. I don't know. I like, I don't know. I I thought the fourth is where you could get him comfortably before you're going to start risking somebody's yeah. going to jump the gun on him. Yeah, that's true. That's not a bad. That's that's a fair point. But I I don't know. I think you can get a guy with comparable upside later in the for you know uh, a less significant piece of draft capital. Um, just the Steelers have so many needs, and I don't know how how big of a need backup quarterback is. Um, like, yeah, I don't love Mitch, but I I don't know. I feel like you have other options there, and I would just rather I would rather use that fourth round pick on something else. Cause that's where we start to think about, you know, more seriously, I guess about offensive linemen or defensive linemen, you know, some depth yeah. pieces there that you really need. Um, those seem like more pressing needs to me than backup quarterback. And yeah, you risk losing, missing out on a guy who has a ton of potential, but I, I don't know. Kenny's your guy backup quarterback. I, that would make me really uncomfortable. And I really like, like I said, I really like Hendon Hooker, but fourth seems like a reach to me. So maybe, maybe fourth is a reach. Maybe, maybe I'm, you know, maybe my comfort zone should be fifth, but I look at that and just say the dude does, like you said it yourself, he's got huge potential. There was a time in before the ACL injury, Hendon Hooker was looked at as a first round draft pick. The Heisman, the Heisman favorite. Tennessee was headed to the national championship. The the dude had it all. And it's not like he didn't do anything. I think people look at the situation and go, oh, well, he had a good 11 games. No, he had he had a good he had a good career in Tennessee. In the last two seasons, he threw 31 touchdowns and 27 touchdowns, five interceptions total, over six thousand yards. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so you look at the guy and say he could throw the football. He doesn't make mistakes. He runs a lot of option, which, which means that he could run the football and do it effectively if you need him to, which I think is the most underrated thing for a backup quarterback. Mitch Trubisky is a guy that, yeah, he could run the football. He's super athletic. They try to make him throw the football. And when you run into situations like the Baltimore Ravens, it doesn't, it doesn't work out in those instances, have somebody back there who, if you got to run the football 15 times run the football 15 times. They don't all have to be with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and whatever wide receivers taking an end around gives you that option. The huge upside. I mean, yeah, Kenny Pickett is their guy, but what if Kenny Pickett isn't their guy? You know, what if Kenny Pickett shows out and we've seen really good stuff from Kenny Pickett. And do I think that Kenny Pickett is on the verge of ever losing his job in Pittsburgh? No, but I'm not going to say that Kenny Pickett's a good quarterback right now. I think Kenny Pickett's the Steelers quarterback, and I think he's headed in a positive direction. But the guy had the worst touchdown to interception ratio in a decade. He did nothing outside of two minute drills against very mediocre teams towards the end of the season, which, again, he did what he needed to do. And for a rookie quarterback in the situation that he was put in with a terrible offensive coordinator, I think Kenny Pickett did phenomenal. Am I ready to claim him the franchise quarterback, the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, maybe with an asterisk and that asterisk is if you clicked on it, it would say if he stinks in year two, I'm taking it away. You want to, I'm not saying Hendon hooker comes in here and competes. I'm just saying that if you find yourself in the middle of the season and you're starting to think about it, then next summer you could at least have a guy already on the roster for very cheap 
to possibly compete with them. And I think that's the third thing is if you're going to spend $10 million on Mitch Trubisky, which if you caught him, you save $8 million. You could go out and sign Josh Dobbs to be your backup quarterback this season for a million dollars, 1 million. So you now have $7 million that you're saving. Hendon Hooker, if he's a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick, Zach Entry's contract was four years, $2.5 million. Say Hendon Hooker gets the upside and he gets $3 million in four years, less than a million dollars. You have, you have saved $6 million and gotten two backup quarterbacks that you feel better in than Mitch Trubisky for that price. And I get the draft capital thing. I certainly get the draft capital thing. I, in the fourth round, like outside of offensive linemen, what direction you go in that you're like, this is a more, this is equally as pressing as a backup quarterback. Because at that point, like what's a, a backup left guard, valuable backup quarterback, also valuable backup wide receiver, valuable backup defense. Like it's all backups at that point. Yeah. So if you're, if you're going to take a guy that you're like, well, you know, if Kenny goes down, is the left guard more valuable than Hendon Hooker? Uh, maybe not. Yeah, I, I understand that argument, and I think that's a good point to raise. Um, if you're going to, yeah, you, if you're you can save a lot of money by getting a rid lot. of Mitch and still have someone more competitive, like still have someone who I think would be more com- just as or more competitive than yeah. like Hendon Hooker's not going to be any worse than Mitch Trubisky. I don't think exactly. Um, he's not, he's not worse than Mitch Trubisky. And with $7 million or $6 million to have two backup quarterbacks. So now your, your quarterback roster is done. Mm-hmm. You've two backup quarterbacks and $6 million to work with. You could go sign an entire backup offensive line for $6 million and feel, yeah. and feel okay about it. You know, I, I do think that free agency plays a huge role in this. If the Steelers go out and do absolutely nothing in free agency, you know, then then maybe they're relying a little too heavily on the draft for them to take a backup yeah. quarterback. If they're not, though, like you can't you can't expect the Steelers to walk into free agency and say, we're not going to sign any offensive line depth. We're not going to sign any defensive linemen at all. Zach Gentry's gone. Screw Terrell Edmonds. Cam mm-hmm. Sutton's not coming back. You know what I mean? We're not going to get another inside linebacker. I have a hard time believing that most of those positions are not filled to some degree. And then you walk into the draft and you're looking at those three, those first three draft picks as huge draft picks, guys that you could feel could come in and instantly start and, or at least compete for a starting job. And then that third round pick is a guy like a DeMarvin Leal that you're hoping has some pretty big upside. I think after that, you're just looking for filler guys. And if Hendon Hooker is the best guy on the board, which I think he could be in the fourth round, like I think for what this guy could bring to the NFL level is huge. And like, what if you find yourself in a year, in two years, and Hendon Hooker has played four games, and in those four games, he's had ridiculous stats, and teams are calling, and they're like, we'll give you a second-round pick for Hendon Hooker. Well, yeah, okay, sounds good to me. You know, we just got a second-round pick for a guy that we're paying no money to who's played why because he's six foot four he could run he could throw the football and you know he's shown a little bit of flash it's the jimmy garoppolo thing it's the it's the jacoby Brissett thing like you know they've people have done this before i don't know i think there's upside in it and do i think it's perfect no am i ready to start hammering the table a little bit a little time yeah no no i mean for yeah no i mean like i think i think you make a really good point about free agency and i think i had been in kind of 
been kind of fixated on the draft myself, but there's a lot more to how the Steelers are going to build their next team than than just the draft. Yeah, and if the the options there, I don't know. I don't, I have to see all the options, but you never know. It's but not I was the worst watching idea in the world. It's not. And I was watching the there there are there are, you know, different scenarios here. Like I was watching the Pat McAfee show the other day and they were talking about him and they were like this guy's going to climb his way into the second round. And at that point you're just like, "Well, no, nah, I'm good." You know, there's <laughs> Yeah. There's no there's no point there. But if he is, if he slides and teams are overly cautious, because I think they will be overly cautious this season, I think they'll look at guys like Malik Willis and say, wow, that guy went way too high in the draft. There was no need for that. And they might look at this quarterback class and say, well, this this class is questionable as well. And maybe it'll be better next year. So, you know, we'll hold off. And if he starts sliding and sliding and sliding and the Steelers sitting there in the fourth, boom. I think that I think it's a move that gets people hyped up, gets it gets me very hyped up, causes a little bit of controversy. That's the do you think that you'll see a fan base? No, it's you got to remember who the Steelers fan base is. And, and I love Steelers Nation. You got to remember what the football fan base is. And do you think that like what does Hendon Hooker have to do before people are like, ah, maybe, maybe he's our guy? I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna go crazy in some preseason game, probably. And He's gonna have yeah. like an eighty-yard bomb that everyone makes him think he's think he's the answer. But dude, people were talking about Dwayne Haskins should replace Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's a, it's always gonna be there. Always Mason Rudolph. We talked about Mason Rudolph starting a football game this season and people wanting that to happen. Yeah, it's no, it doesn't matter what the name is. They're always looking for something. Yeah, always looking the, for something. Backup quarterbacks are just like shiny keys that you wave in front of a fan base and that like they're like a that's thing. what it is yo. it's exactly what it is it's getting a toy and giving a little fake fetch with a dog that's yeah that's what it is but uh, i think i'm ready all right last thing i want to talk about it is super bowl week shout out to the philadelphia eagles and the kansas city chiefs they'll play on sunday very excited do you have a team right now do you have a, you have a yeah the way you're leaning i do uh like 65 percent of the Friends I made in college are Eagles fans. I, I don't, I don't okay. hate the Eagles. I like the Eagles. Um, yeah. So I like Jalen Hurts, like AJ Brown. Um, so I'm 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 pulling for the Eagles. I think. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going Eagles. I don't think I'm going to be upset either way. Yeah, I'll be. No, I'll like, be okay. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if Andy Reid won. Again. No, I like Andy <laughs> Reid beating the Eagles. I think that would be a cool storyline. I like the Chiefs. I got no issues with the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. overall. I like the Eagles. I don't really like Eagles fans, but big Eagles guy grew outside, grew up, you know, an hour and a half outside of Philly. So everybody's an Eagles fan up there. And my brother, my brother's actually in Philly. He, so he broke his elbow skateboarding a couple weeks ago, had to come home. Yeah. So you got to remember this guy's in a cast, like a full arm mm. cast. He has to come home on Friday to see the doctor with the elbow. He's going back. He's coming home Friday. He's going back Saturday morning so that he doesn't get stuck in traffic. And he, my mom was like, do you want to go? Like, why don't you watch the Super Bowl here? And he's like, because I want to be in Philadelphia with right. one arm just in case. So I could, you know, if we do, if there is a picture of some guy climbing a pole, long hair, this dude's got super long hair with one arm and a cast. That's my brother. Everybody shout out Dakota Strackbine. I think I'm going. I think I'm with you. I think I like Philly. I like Jalen Hurts. I, I've been real into the uh, Kelsey brothers podcast lately, and Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey just get me. But I like. I would like to see Travis or Jason Kelsey kind of 
get another one. I don't know. I get sentimental with that. There are two names that stick with the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, Javon Hargrave. Juju is questionable, I I think, at this point, but I think expectations are he's going to play. Both guys have had really good seasons, bounce-back years. Hargrave has had two or three good years in Philadelphia now. Both set to hit the free agent market after the season. Just to read off some stats, Javon Hargrave's year has looked like 60 tackles, 11 sacks. That's a career high. That's a significant jump in a career high. 10 tackles for loss, another career high. 16 quarterback hits, two pass deflections, a forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries. Great year for Javon Hargrave. Thought he was, I, I think he was snubbed for the Pro Bowl. I think that was a little ridiculous. Then there's Juju Smith Schuster, who has also had a bounce back year. 78 receptions. 933 yards, his second highest in his career, and three touchdowns. Thought it was another good year. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, are you hoping for a Javon Hargrave return or a Juju Smith-Schuster return? Let me just tell you, this is from Spotrack. Our sport, didn't we talk about this the other day? How do you pronounce we it? We did. I thought it was Spotrack, but I don't Spot know. Rack. It could be Spotrack, Spotrack. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, we also found out that's not the place to go, but we're going to use it anyways. Juju's estimated market value is four years, 56, 58.6 million, 14.6 million a year. Huge number. Javon Hargraves is three years, 60.4 million, 20.1 million per year. Another huge contract. Say you're sitting there and you got to pick one of them. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, which you don't have $20 million or $14 million in cap space, but somehow they'd have to figure it out. Which one are you taking if you're the Steelers? Man, if money wasn't an issue, it'd be Hargrave, I feel like, in a landslide. Um, Just because of need, and I think he's also probably the more valuable player just in a vacuum. I don't know. I like Juju. I I feel like if you could save a little bit of money, like – Got enough defensive linemen, I think. I would. Mm, this is a tough one. I'm probably still going with Hargrave because at that point you're still you're spending money that you don't have. Um, yeah. And so I just go true. get the better player. Um, I, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with Hargrave. Yeah, I think if you're coming up with twenty million dollars, because either way you're gonna have to come up with like roughly twenty million dollars. Right. Hargrave is just so valuable. You you yeah. add another eleven sacks. To that defensive line, you get a true-blooded guy who could play the nose tackle, who could play defensive end. You're feeling really good about that. A guy next to Cam Hayward who they know each other, they could feed off of each other. You hope that maybe a guy like DeMarvin Leal steps up his game and could form himself into something. $20 million is a lot of money, like a lot of money. But I don't know what, like Larry Ogunjobi signed for $8 million on a one-year screw it. The guy couldn't pass a physical in Chicago deal. So how much cheaper are you going to get somebody who's actually valuable on the open market? I feel like $20 million for, I mean, what's Cam supposed to take? Like $32 million or something? What's right. Cam Hayward's hit this year is ridiculous. Um, yeah. If you're doing something like that, I mean, what's the difference? You know, as long as he works out. Cam Hayward's hit this year is is actually only $22 million. That's not uh, That's not crazy. It's got a $12 million de- dead cap, though. So that's probably where it gets a little rough. Yeah, That's still a huge, huge. I mean, is it worth it, though? Like, if you're the Steelers, you're are you comfortable adding another ginormous contract on defense and just saying we'll figure it out somehow? 
Yeah, probably because I think the rest of your team is pretty young. Like your offense is still pretty young. Um, the defense is expensive, but the defense is also good. Like, yeah, you have to pay for talent. Um, and they got plenty of it on defense. I would. I don't know, and like rushing the quarterback is really valuable. I don't know, like I'd be much more comfortable going cheap on the linebackers or something like that if you can, if you could just sack everyone, every quarterback all the time. <laughs> like you, I don't know. The Steelers do. They build. They build through those front five, and it has worked in the past. It's worked with Javon Hargrave there. I mean, Javon Hargrave is part of that initial Minka Fitzpatrick defense where that that group i mean nearly led duck hodges to the playoffs that's mm-hmm. how good they were duck hodges and nobody at running back jalen jalen samuels was the starting right. running back for half that season mm-hmm. so yeah I, I i agree with you i think that's the move if you're paying juju wh- what's your what's your cutoff there juju sitting there are you paying him 10 million dollars are you saying eh, maybe maybe not maybe is uh, a better move i'd maybe go as high as like 12 i, I don't know i think okay um, but probably not much more than that. Like 14, 14 seems high, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. your $4 million, 14.6, like your $4 million less than Deontay Johnson. And I'm sorry, but Juju Smith-Schuster is not Deontay Johnson. Not even close. Got more touchdowns than, than Deontay yeah. Okay. If, if he had, if, if you're telling me if Deontay Johnson played in Kansas city, he wouldn't be ridiculous. I don't know. He had a couple chances to catch some touchdowns this year, and he just let them sail through his hands. I don't know okay, how that well, gets better with Patrick Mahomes. Let's talk about this then. Uh, the, I mean, Juju's. Eh, no, I guess touchdown wise, he has caught more touchdowns. He caught nine. He had more yards two than... years ago. He did, did have more, more yards, yards than Deontay. He did, but again, it's Andy Reid's offense compared to yeah. Matt Canada's offense with Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and then back to Mitch Trubisky. It, yeah. Like the rough year for wide receivers in Pittsburgh, very, yeah. very rough year for wide receivers in Pittsburgh. And he, it, like just the talent wise that if you, there's no question. I don't care what, if there's no, know, you if you put Deontay Johnson in Kansas city and tell me Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback, Travis Kelsey is the guy who's taken all the defensive att- attention and Andy Reid's calling the plays and Deontay Johnson is going to have just as good of a year. I don't know. I don't think it's like I don't think there's a huge difference in terms of talent between him and Juju. Oh, I do. You really think it's that 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 yeah, big a gap? Significant. Yeah, I think Juju's very good for what he does, which is being a big body to like a big body that I don't know. Like he's not a go up and get it guy. He's just a big body out there on the field who could run decently fast, so he could break away from guys in, in open field, but. He's a good blocker. I think Juju's very good. Like, if he was in Pittsburgh, he'd be a really good slot guy. But, no, I think if Deontay Johnson actually had some talent around him at all during his career, some, like, legit elite-level talent, he would be one of the best wide receivers in football. Easy. Like, easy. I just a totally different situation. And that's not taking anything away from Juju. I'm, I'm not saying that. I just think Deontay Johnson has had a very rough in his NFL career. He had D- Mason and Duck year to like a, an, a very quickly aging Ben Roethlisberger to no running game, very, very old Ben Roethlisberger to Mitch Trubisky, who didn't want to throw him the football, Kenny Pickett, who didn't want to throw him the football, and then Kenny Pickett, who did want to throw him the football, mixed in with concussions left and right. Uh, just a rough time to be Deontay Johnson. 
I just I think he's got so much talent. But again, you know, Steelers fans would highly disagree with me. So sometimes you're wrong. Either way, Juju's a good number. 12 million. I like 12 million. Javon Hargrave's the easy answer. Go load up that defense and absolutely get it going, which is good. You know, go Eagles. We'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll talk plenty of football or plenty of Super Bowl as we move through the week. But thank you guys. We're heading out of here. Thank you for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Like this video and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Check all of mine and Steven's workout at AllSteelers.com. And we will be back on Wednesday. Peace. (laughs) 